Welcome to the HitchedMag.com podcast. So welcome back, everybody. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com, and I'm once again joined with Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi, Steve. So this week you did a column on what to do, the, the disputes that may arise when trying to find a guardian if something happens to you and your spouse. Yeah, uh, which not is a, an easy topic. Yeah, this is a very touchy one. Um, yep. Now, you start your column off by mentioning how touchy the issue is and that most couples don't even want to talk about it. Now, yep. do, you, do you have any tips to get your spouse to talk about it when they refuse or don't want to? Well, you know, I think as with all conversations, um, you never want to start a conversation in a demanding way. So you want to start it really gently and just say, look, you know, I think we need to talk about something that's a little uncomfortable. And, you know, maybe if it's uncomfortable for you, you say it's uncomfortable for me as well. But as being um, responsible parents, I think we need to talk a little bit about, you know, God forbid something happens to us what kind of plans we want to make in order to make sure that our children are well taken care of. So you do it just very gently and softly and just, you know, saying the obvious that it's a difficult topic to talk about. And it is, I mean, it is a responsible thing that you have to discuss as a parent as well. Yeah, I, I do think so because, you know, unfortunately there are times where horrible things do happen and if you're really going to be a responsible parent, you have to provide for your children not only when you're alive, but if the unfortunate happens. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I mean, I think it's obvious that in most cases, family members would be brought into that conversation of who would mm -hmm. be an appropriate guardian. Uh, yeah. How can couples go about being honest in their assessment of family members, not being a good fit uh, without making their spouse feel really bad about it or feeling that they're attacking their family? Well, you know, you used a good phrase there, Steve. You said not being a good fit. And I, I think that's a nice way to put it. You don't have to attack the family member. I think that what you could say is to your spouse, you know, I really get why you would want your sister to be the guardian, for instance. Um, but there are parts about um, the way your sister's lifestyle runs that I just don't feel comfortable as being a good fit. Um, and I'd like to consider some other options first. So you're not attacking the person, um, and you use words like it's there's a part of that person's lifestyle that I'm not really comfortable with. Mm -hmm. So that that way um, it, it doesn't mean that you're just throwing the entire person out. And again, um, you don't say that they're a bad person necessarily, and I think that that makes it a little bit easier. And you haven't just said absolutely not, you're saying I'd like to consider some other options first. Okay. Make it, make it a little softer that way. And, and you offer some really great guidelines in the article of things to consider when thinking of who would be appropriate to take care of your children. Mm -hmm. uh, one thing not mentioned, however, is the style of discipline. Um, right. When parents themselves differ in style, um, do you have any tips when selecting a new guardian to take over? You know, I don't know that discipline per se is really the issue. I think what you're going to be looking for, because you're not going to get an exact replica to who the two of you are, mm -hmm. I think what you're going to look for are 
um, people who have the same values as you do. So if you really feel religion is important, then you want a couple who also values religion. You may even want a couple who has the same religion as you. If you're people who um, have certain feelings about the way you spend money, um, let's say you're conservative and uh, you know of a certain family who you know, really feels very loose about their money, um, that may not be something uh, that you would want your uh, a household that you would want your child to be brought up in. Um, education is another value. So I think you're going to look more for values. Now, of course, when it comes to discipline, I don't want to totally ignore that question. Uh -huh. If you have a certain style where you really let your children in on um, decision-making and you value their opinion, and you have another couple who are very authoritarian, where you do it because I say so, yeah. then that's going to be a real major difference in style. And that's not going, that's really a value in your discipline style. And that's not going to be a good match. So you want to look at the broad strokes. Okay. Uh, right. More great guidelines. <laughs> now, uh, once you've selected the new guardian and they have accepted, and this is something you mentioned in your article about making sure these people know once you've selected people as guardians. Yeah. Um, do you think it's important to let the kids know at that point? You know, I, I don't know if other psychologists would agree with me, but I feel really strongly that you don't tell your children. I mean, maybe when they're teenagers, but why worry them that something could happen to you? Kids have so many worries. Um, I wouldn't necessarily tell a child that you know, these are the guardians that we're putting in place if something should happen to us. I just, I just wouldn't uh, discuss it with them. Okay, and so again, I, I have to say, I don't know that everybody would agree with me, but that's my feeling. Okay, so in, uh, in this manner, it'd be the case of the parent knows best. Yeah, I think so. I do. <laughs> now, what about um, other family members? Do you think you should inform them? Well, you know, a lot of people, a lot of couples are going to choose one of the sets of parents as guardians. Um, I think a lot of times what happens is you pick one set of parents and then if you anticipate that possibly because of age restrictions, you have a backup plan. But if you're choosing not to pick your parents mm -hmm. and you know your parents, you know, both sets of parents and there might be some um, upset afterwards, uh -huh. then you might want to just let them know why you've made the choice that you've made, you know. I think that in general we know a lot of times when people pass, there's a lot of family um, turmoil that goes on and a lot of hurt. And you certainly don't want that for your children afterwards. You want everybody to be as available and as supportive. So you might want to mention to family members um, you know, why you've made the choices that you've made so that that way everything goes smoothly for your children afterwards. Okay. Well, thanks again, Karen. I really appreciate it. That's, uh, this is a really touchy topic, and I think uh, you have some really great advice. Well, I hope so, and I hope that people won't have to use it. <laughs> yeah, me too. Well, thanks again, and um, for everybody else out there, you can get more information and tips from drkarensherman.com or also available at choicerelationships.com, and of course, you can read her columns um, at hitchedmag.com. And see you next time. Hitched entertains, educates, and inspires married couples.